Hey, welcome back to the show where today I'm talking about how you can deal with poor performances. Expect to learn how your self-worth is not linked to a bad performance, the emotions you might feel around bad performances, the problems when we don't deal with it, ways in which you can deal with it by reviewing your performance, creating a plan, and much more. Hey, before we get started, I wanted you to try something with me. I want you to picture someone that you know who values their mindset and maybe their mental skills also. They could be an athlete, a student, maybe someone you know in an organization looking to actively develop themselves and their mental game. And the reason being is that we're trying to build a community of people here that value building stronger minds to feel better about themselves. My goal is that whatever you learn from the episodes in this show, you can not only use for yourself, but pass on and teach others. I think sport is so much more powerful than just the games we play. And while we want to help create good humans and great athletes, we also want to produce awesome role models for their communities. So if you can think of that one person and that they may benefit from this show, text them the link to this podcast because you could not only be helping them change their lives, but also positively affecting the lives of so many others. Thank you so much. But before we get started, please do me the great favor and hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're following along on or listening on. It really does make a huge, huge difference. And it's the easiest and cheapest way to support what this show is all about. It allows us to grow the show and get on more guests, more episodes. So I thank you so much for doing that. In other news, don't forget to join The Game Plan, a free email that I send out every Friday morning with inspiration, motivation, and ideas on mindset, mental health, and your perspective. Simply click the link in the description below to join or head over to lewishatchett.com forward slash the dash game dash plan. Thank you so much, and I'll see you Friday morning. Also, if you're interested in developing your mindset or your mental health and know the value of putting your mental game first, you may find the MindStrong Academy helpful. It's an online academy designed to help you become a more confident version of yourself. Not only will you gain access to monthly mindset masterclasses, but also motivational videos, inspirational listening and reading, live podcasts, and much more. The subscription is the cost of a coffee per week, and you can get started with a 14-day free trial. As well as this, you can have the option to sign up to the MindStrong Mindset course, and as a part of that offer, you can get the MindStrong Academy completely free for life. As a listener of this podcast, you get a 20% discount by using the code RYGMindStrong at checkout. That's RYGMindStrong at checkout, and there's a link in the description of this episode. I'll see you inside. But on to today's episode on how to deal with poor performances. Enjoy. Okay, dealing with poor performances. This is something that I think athletes that I work with will often come to me after so they'll usually find me after a poor performance and be trying to figure out what to do next or they may be so emotional or down on themselves that they need something to get back to or reset in some way shape or form and so 
I've experienced this. I think if you are either listening to this, you have definitely been in a situation in your life where you've probably had something not go your way. You haven't played to the same standard that you set for yourself. If you're a coach, then you may be having an athlete. Or even if you're a parent, you may be having an athlete that you you have a child that you have that is suffering from poor performances and the emotions that come with it. So I want to go through some ways in which the problems of not dealing with it and then ways in which we can deal, deal with it and how we can get back to growing, developing and bettering ourselves towards a better version of ourselves that we, we want to be. And we want to get back to hopefully putting in some good performances. However, I want to build the foundation of this podcast episode on the fact that if you can't accept the fact that you will fail, you will have bad performances, you will have performances not go your way, you are going to suffer. In the capacity of being able to accept the fact that we can fail and that we can have poor performances, in that acceptance is where we can grow. I want to build the foundation that you are going to have poor performances. You are going to have bad performances. You undoubtedly will find them and will experience them. I have had many in my time, athletes that have been on this podcast, and all you have to do is go and find stories of very successful athletes that have got to where they've got to, had the excellence they've had in their life, through multiple failures, through moments where they didn't play at their best. And one of the interesting things that I had, a story that I had when I was was professional cricketer was actually a former guest on the podcast, John Lewis. He sat us down when he transitioned from being a player to a coach. And John had taken, I think, just under 700 first-class wickets and he played maybe 300-plus games. Don't quote me on that. But an incredible career, someone who was a great of first-class county cricket and then even international cricket had played international cricket. And he sat us down and he said, how many five-wicket hauls do you think I'd taken in my time? And a five-wicket haul in cricket would be sort of the equivalent to taking a hat-trick in football. Some cricketers will disagree, but let's just, just say that. And we'd said, oh, John, we reckon you've taken 80 for first class five wicket hauls you've got 80 of them in your 700 odd 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 wickets and he was like i've got 35 so out of the 700 wickets i've got 35 times or out of the 300 games that i've played 35 of them were five wicket hauls and we would class a five wicket haul as being your day where you've had a really great performance and it was definitely more than 300 games because it was about 7%, maybe 8% of his games were his day. So what the hell was going on the other 92 days? And when he told us that, when he told us that story, it really opened my eyes in the fact that 92% of the time, someone like John was playing, he just had to put in a performance that ultimately got him to the next game. But then when one of those 8% days came in, one of those days which were his days he made them his day and and the problem that we have is that we set our expectations on a good performance being an outstanding performance where you are scoring a hat trick in football you're scoring the winning try in rugby 
you're being the man of the match in every game that you play. And the reality is that you're not going to be that every game. You're going to have games where you just get by, but there will be moments in a season in your career where it is your day and it's about making it your day. So first off is we we have these high expectations of ourselves and we don't recognize that we're constantly setting these unrealistic expectations of what every performance should be. So if there's one bit of advice that comes out of that that might sink in is to, to lower your expectations and I'll get onto that later on. But one of the pitfalls that we can fall into in this subject of dealing with your poor performances is that we think that a poor performance is not having a match winning performance or being man the match and having the best day ever. That's not what it's about. Yes, we may have had performances where things didn't go our way, where we perhaps didn't play at our best, or we even we did we, we did actually fail. And those best athletes that I've spoken about, the ones that have made it to the top, that have had successful careers, sustained success, they would have had so many of these days that we would call failures where they've had poor performances. And it's what they did with them that allowed them to not only develop us athletes, grow us people, but then when they weren't having those match-winning games, they were putting in a good enough performance to just move them on to the next game. Rather than thinking that every game needed to be a, a match-winning performance, the best game ever, and if you didn't get that, then you were no good. So if you have suffered from a poor performance, perhaps you've had one recently, and just take yourself back to if, when, a moment when you have had one, there's a high chance that you're just running through your head a ton of different scenarios and you're thinking of how bad you are. You're perhaps saying that you're, you're no good as an athlete. You're no good as a player. You're maybe no good as a person. You're thinking about all the opportunities that you perhaps could have done differently, what you should have come, would, would have done uh, and hoped to have done. And that you're also thinking about the opportunities that you perhaps have, have missed out on, the opportunities that you've blown. Now, Everyone that has ever suffered a poor performance will probably feel some form of this. They'll feel there's some element of, of this. They may, you may even go to thinking that of, of blaming people. You may even start to blame others and, and, and think that it's something someone else's fault. And we can fall into that pitfall as well. But if you're feeling those emotions and you're feeling this doubt, this low self-worth, recognize first off that that is a normal process. It's a normal to feel these emotions. You've, you've set an expectation of yourself. You've hoped for something to go one way and it's not gone that way. And that is what can happen sometimes. It's what we do next with it that matters. So I want to move on to some of the problems that we have with it. And the first off is that the problem we face when we have a bad performance, when things don't go our way, is that we think that the experience that we've had, the bad experience that we've had, makes us bad. And we inadvertently place our self-worth on a bad experience and, mean, and make that think as if we're bad, we're a bad person. So the problem we fall into is that we create this idea of our self-worth is based on the fact that if I do well, then I'm going to be something. If I perform well, then people will accept me. Then people will like me. And that isn't reality because everyone fails and everyone doesn't get the best results and not everyone does well at whatever they strive for. And that doesn't make them a bad person. It's recognizing that we judge ourselves on the effort that we have. So 
looking at the effort that we put in and rather than the outcome that we have. Perhaps another thing that you've done is set unrealistic high expectations of yourself. I mentioned this, you maybe you've you've set that the only way today is going to be a success is if I score a hat trick, I get the match winning try, goal or point in whatever sport I'm playing or the performance is at the highest level it has to be. And if it's anything shy of that, then I've failed completely and it's a poor performance. Perhaps you've started to blame other people, the outcomes, the environment, umpires' decisions, whatever it might be. Maybe you've not had a moment where you've actually looked in the mirror and recognized that some of it might be awful. And I'll get onto that in a bit. Then you might start to fear failure. You might start to doubt yourself. You might start to be concerned over any mistake you might make in the future, which is going to start to create anxiety, nerves, stress about your next performance. So if we don't address these bad performances and how we're going to improve in the future, then we could exacerbate future performances by thinking, oh no, I've had this bad experience. I hope it doesn't happen again. And athletes that I've worked with where I've I've asked them about performances that, where they've struggled. And I said, what were you thinking before you started this performance? And I'm like, well, I was trying to do this. I was trying to do that. And I, I hoped it would go all right. And, and when I hear someone say, oh, I hoped it would go well, there's a, I feel there's a lack of control in what they're saying. There's a lack of understanding or focus in what they're doing. And, and perhaps that might have been something that you maybe have experienced is that I wasn't really focused and I just hoped things would go my way, but I didn't really know how I would try and move them towards them going my way. And when we do that, when we're not focused on anything, we miss opportunities. We miss potentially ways in which we can put in a good performance. So again, if we focus only on this poor performance and a bad performance, we miss future opportunities of how we can grow and improve. And, and lastly, when we only focus on the negatives if we we stew in the emotions of a bad performance when we think our self-worth is linked with our performance when we start to think that because i've put in a bad performance i am a bad person then potentially we start to create this downward spiral of negativity where we only see the negatives and we can't find a positive in anything that we're doing and that just then starts to spiral that anxiety that nerves that doubt and that is not what we want. So how are we going to deal with it? How do we best deal with a bad performance, a poor performance? And like I mentioned, the best performers, they have bad performances, but they deal with it effectively. They find ways of managing the emotion of what's happened, almost review what's gone on, and then move on to the next step, which is having action plans, and then ultimately being excited about the next opportunity that's coming because they plan, they're armed with a plan. So. The first step that I would give for managing uh, and dealing with a poor performance is the emotions that you feel directly after the performance, sit with them, understand them, study them. And what I mean by this is start to ask questions of what you're feeling. You're feeling a certain way because you have experienced this, this poor performance, but Whatever storyline you're telling yourself, in the emotions that you feel, you're, there will be a storyline attached to it. It could be that storyline of, I've played badly, I've not, things have not gone my way, and that's because I am bad. I'm no good. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not skilled enough. I'm not the best at this. 
that could be the storyline you're telling yourself. Ask yourself, why is that important? Why do you need that? Why is, is that affected your ego? Do you think that people only rate you because of the skills that you have, the outcomes that you create, the ability and, and what you contribute? Do you think that's true? There could be other storylines that you could be telling yourself. Perhaps it's a storyline of that blame and that that blaming of someone else, maybe an opposition or oh, it wasn't it wasn't my fault, it was because of this. And that leads to a sense of not being able to look in the mirror, of us not being able to hold a mirror to us and recognize that perhaps we're the problem. And I'll get onto that in a moment. But the initial part of sitting with the emotions, understanding your emotions. Rather than trying to hide them, trying to block them, try to learn from them. Try to see what it is that's, that seems to be a bit of an issue. What is it that potentially is getting in your way? And, and what is the answers that you're finding from that? This is where I would use something like meditation is to just simply sit with your thoughts, breathing lightly, but then just allowing your thoughts to come and go. Not only is this going to be a great way of being able to de-stress the body because you might have a physical reaction to a bad performance. You'll feel it in your body. You'll just feel tense and, and, and angry, maybe frustrated. You'll, be, you'll allow that to relax, but also you'll give yourself the opportunity to allow your thoughts to come in and go and, and just study them. Don't judge them. Don't think that because you're having these negative thoughts that makes you a bad person. <laughs> that just makes you human 100%. So just sit with the emotions because ultimately when we have future poor performances, which we undoubtedly are going to have, we are going to feel these emotions again. So we don't want to make them a, an enemy. We just want to make them a bit of a, a friendly stranger. And those, those thoughts that come in, we just want to make sure that we greet them again and go, okay, there they are. That's the storyline that I've been telling myself before. This is why I tell myself that storyline. And armed with a plan, this is how I'm going to deal with it. And we move on. Onto the second step, which is now where we review your performance. So we've sat with the emotions. We've understood that it's an emotional time. Maybe you've given yourself some time to calm down. So reviewing your performance may not be the best time to do it when you're just coming straight off the field and you and you want to. You, you might write something that you later regret. So you could do it twice. You could do it in the emotional moment. You could also do it later on and sort of see if similar things come out. But Reviewing your performance is where you're going to start to write down some things to hopefully build a bit of a plan moving forward. So first off, write down what you did well. Now, because there'll be so many things going in your mind about what you didn't do well, try to pull out at least one thing that you did well. Now, this could be anything from the preparation that you had the day before, the, the intention that you had in the morning of, you wanted to put in a good performance, you gave all the energy that you had. It could be something in quite literally your attitude towards the day. Even if you were having a poor performance and in, in the experience of having a poor performance, you were trying harder. The fact that you were putting in more effort, that's a positive thing. You were someone who was trying to be effortful and rather than just giving up and moving away and disengaging. Okay, so there could be something there. There could be something in how you you managed the actual experience. You tried harder, or it could be something as simple as I had a good, healthy breakfast. I set my body up the right way. I did all of my routine well. I I I did everything that I I wanted to in that morning, and I I crossed all the T's and dotted the I's, and that's something good. Like I said, the outcome might not have been where you wanted it to be, 
but I did do something well today. So we want to draw out as many positives as we can because we want to hold on to those. We want to make sure that we continue doing those and that you've also given yourself some form of layer of confidence because if you've listened to previous podcasts where I've spoken about where we get our confidence from, we want to draw upon experiences that we've had that have gone well or things that we've done well to just underlie that confidence within ourselves. If we allow these negative storylines to take control, then we're going to forget the things that we're doing well. And if we forget the things that we're doing well, we'll just neglect them in the future. We don't want that. We want to make sure that we remember them and we keep using them moving forward. So we've asked ourselves, what have we done well? Now we start to go on to what didn't I do so well? So potentially what didn't go so well? And you want to be as detailed here as you possibly can. So you might have some extra questions that you throw alongside here where it could be thinking, what would I have done differently? If I'd had this opportunity again, what decisions, what attitude would I have and what would I have just done differently in that moment? What would you potentially want to change about that situation? What did you try to control but didn't control? That could be something that you work on. And, and if you are unsure about what your controllables are, and in a previous episode, I talked about building your process to feel more in control. Perhaps you didn't execute your process. Perhaps you didn't have a process and you didn't have a focus on. So you can either listen back to that episode or even go and check out the MindStrong course where I have a, an exercise in there, controllables versus uncontrollables, which is really powerful in trying to understand what are my controllables in any situation. Another question you can ask yourself here, and, and this requires this part of reviewing your performance, where you start to bring a sense of humility to your review. And this requires a lot of bravery, courage, vulnerability as well. And there may be a part of your performance that you've just had where you were insufficient, where you weren't good enough. And by saying that I wasn't good enough, I am insufficient in this moment. That is not necessarily a bad thing. It takes courage to own up to that. It takes humility to own up to that. And not only that, maybe you haven't been doing everything that you should be doing. Perhaps you didn't get prepared in the morning the way you should have. Maybe you didn't focus on the thing you should have. Maybe you didn't listen to what something a coach had told you or a teammate had told you or what you were telling yourself. Maybe you didn't trust your gut. Whatever it might be, there may be something you are insufficient in. And that is something to actually be excited about because you can get better. You've got something now that you potentially can start to put forward. And this is where you can also draw upon your own values, your values as a person. When you're faced with the prospect of, of, of looking at yourself in the mirror and facing your insufficiencies, it's going to take character to do that. It's going to take a strong, courageous version of yourself to do that. But not only that, if I was to handle this situation again, what values would I want to bring forward? What part of me, what character would I want to show in the future? Maybe what character didn't I show that I would hope to have shown in the future, especially if I'm to look back on this moment again in the future and be proud of myself, what would I hope to bring out in that moment? So ask yourself that question. What values potentially was I missing? What insufficiencies did I potentially have? And recognize that while the world can be telling us that you are good enough and you are doing everything you can. There may be some reality in the fact that you maybe aren't doing everything you can. There may be some parts of your world that you are neglecting. There are some parts of your own 
preparation, your care, your building yourself up that you are neglecting and you aren't doing right. And to be honest with yourself in that moment could be a part of you that you change that completely changes the game for you moving forward. So ask yourself that question. What do I believe I might be insufficient in that I could potentially change in the future? We now move on to, what are we at? The third step maybe. And this is where we can create a plan. This is where it starts to get exciting. So you've addressed some things that you potentially want to get better at. You've addressed perhaps how, how you could get better. And now we want to create a plan. So we want to move forward for next time armed with this or even over the next days, weeks, months, whatever it might be to ratify, to, to rectify this part of us to hopefully put ourselves in a position where this is a better performance next time. We, we don't have this performance happen again, although it's not guaranteed, but we just put ourselves in a better place where we hopefully can deal with it better at minimum. So when we're creating a plan, it's really important that whatever actions you want to take, whatever parts of you that you want to address, it might be physical, mental, emotional, tactical, technical, whatever it could be, we want to make sure that whatever step we take, and we're going to do, you would do this in a step process. You want to, you want to know what my next step is. First off, make that step really small, but secondly, make it a small step, a slightly higher step than where you are currently. So lower those expectations. Don't make your first step incredibly high. Don't make it the, the end goal. Okay. So this first step that you take may not be very glamorous. This may not be a good looking step that you're going to take, but it is a better than it is better than taking no step. Make sure that, that first step that you're taking is one that is slightly higher than where you are right now, but it's not too high that it doesn't feel unreachable. And when we start to take a small step, we then start to take a bigger step next time, bigger step next time. I often see people hoping to, especially in skill development, for example, when they try to build a skill or they try to improve themselves, they want to get to that, the sort of world-class level straight away. And especially when they start to see a step that they take and the first step goes well, the second step can easily go to like gear five rather than almost going through the gears slowly and just slowly improving it. So let's say you're, you're improving your running technique, for example, and you, you might start trying to pump your knees a little bit higher and then once you start to pump your knees a little bit higher, you start to wave your arms a little bit, uh, you start to pump your arms a little bit faster, but then you start to forget that you're actually pumping your knees and you're not doing that part of it correctly, or you're, you're, you're putting your foot in a different place than where you were last time. This is not a great example, but essentially what I'm trying to say is that as you start to develop and build a skill, don't go too fast. Make sure you, you build those steps really slowly so that you start to see that improvement. And this is just general building a skill, uh, building out a plan and goal setting and achieving your goals. And it, it's really built around this idea of don't aim too high, lower your expectations, aim slightly up, just better than you were last time and just start to get progress, start to get some that spiral going upward rather than downward. So just start to improve and get that snowball effect. So. The next part would be, how do you want to go about this? Perhaps a part of your plan is value-driven or it built into your character, your mindset. What part of your character do you want to bring out in this, this plan? 
Is it you want to attack this with a bit more hard work, a bit more bravery, courage? Maybe you want to be a bit more adventurous. You want to you want to be a bit more carefree. You want to loosen up a little bit, have a bit more fun with it, be a bit more humorous. Whatever value or character trait that you want to bring out, it's important that we put that next to it. So how do we want to go about this this next performance? How do we want to go about that next plan? I think another part of athletes I've worked with is that they focus so much on the technical and the tactical, they very much forget about how they want to be within that moment. So you can easily just write down a technical, tactical, skill development plan, but actually it could just be simply your mindset. Brilliant athletes I've worked with that very rarely need massive technical and tactical changes, but actually changing their mindset and getting in the battle or getting in the fight or or being a bit more carefree and and being a bit stronger in moments when they've been maybe a little bit more disjointed or or distracted. Focusing and having a mantra going into that game or that next performance has really helped them because it's their mindset has been in a better place, which has allowed them to express their skills in a much better way. So it could simply be a, a character, a mindset or a value-based goal that you have. It may not be a skill that you need to improve. So have a look at that. Maybe even align both. If you have a skill, how do you want to go about developing that skill? How do you want to, what character traits do you want to have in developing that skill? That could be something. And, and the last part of, of creating your plan is make sure you bring someone with you. And what I mean by that is bring someone into your plan. It could be a coach. You may need to ask for some advice. If you've come up with some ways in which you want to improve and you've had that honest conversation with yourself, maybe you've even had that honest conversation with a coach as well, go to them and say, look, I've been working on this part of me or this is what I've highlighted as something that I want to develop and I think I'd like you to help me out. I'd like you to take me to the next level. I'm not sure how to get there, but this is what I want to work out. What would you advise? Or this is the plan that I've got. Does this look good to you? And bring them into that conversation. That will get them invested in you or showing that you want to get better and, and helping you get there. And find if you don't have a coach, find a mentor, find a guide, find a friend, find a teammate that you could perhaps do it with. Someone someone that you want to take along with you because it's it's going to be more effective doing it with someone than it will be just doing it on your own. It feel one hell of a lot less lonely by doing that. So those are some ways in which you can hopefully start to build that plan towards your next performance. Because once we have got a plan and we've got clarity, then we can actually get excited about it because we've started to find something that we're in control of. And a lot of the this emotion and the way in which we deal with poor performances comes from the fact that we try to control a lot of things that we can't control. So we want to bring more back into our control and we want to focus on those things. And when we've got a plan, when we've got that clarity, we now have that focus. We now have that plan. We now have something in our control. So moving forward, recognize that you want to deal with those emotions. Those emotions of a poor performance are normal. Start to disconnect our self-worth with the performance. Recognize that you, you've just had a bad experience. It doesn't make you a bad person. So if something hasn't gone your way, if something didn't go to plan, you're not a bad person. You've just had a bad experience. And it's worth remembering that. Be excited by being able to take control of your plan and building a plan 
and making your next move. Become excited about your next performance, armed with the fact that if things don't go to plan in your next performance, that's okay. Because now I have a system, I have a way in which I can review, I can create a plan, I can be honest with myself, and I can hopefully get someone to help me, or I at least know how to deal with this myself. So when I go to my next performance and potentially things don't go well, I'm not going to strive for things to go badly. I want things to go well. This doesn't mean I don't have hopes of, of things going well. I know that if it doesn't go my way, that's okay. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I may not have had the outcome that I hoped. I don't value everything around the outcome. I'm going to value myself on the process of developing myself, growing from this bad experience so that next time I can give it another crack give it another go. And that's where we start to build our character. That's where people will start to recognize us for the character that just keeps coming back, keeps being resilient, keeps showing up. And lastly, recognize if you do have those expectations a little bit too high. If they are too high, lower them just a little bit because we can only control two things really. And that's what we think of ourselves and what we expect of ourselves. But if we set those expectations too high and we set things to be too perfect, then we are going to allow fear of failure to creep in. We're going to allow that doubt to creep in. So lower those expectations doesn't mean that you lower the value of who you are. It just means you give yourself an opportunity to put in a better performance. But now you know that if things don't go your way, you're armed and ready to grow and develop if that does happen. So that's everything that I've got for you this week. Hopefully there's been something there that's been helpful. If you want to get in touch, do head over to Instagram at Lewis Hatchet. Send me a message. I read every single one and I reply to everyone on there. If you want to find out a little bit more about anything, head over to lewishatchet.com and especially the Mindstrong course, which is lewishatchet.com forward slash Mindstrong. You can head to there. And lastly, if you are a first time or long-time listener of the show, please do hit the follow, subscribe button on whatever channel you're listening on. It really does make a difference when you do that. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That makes a massive difference. And if you do, take a screenshot, put it on socials, tag me, because we're adding a section into the game plan email newsletter that goes out every Friday where we're sharing people who are replying to the emails contributing sharing stuff on socials tagging me in whatever platform that's on and we're promoting you through the newsletter which goes out to 600 plus people so if you're able to do that engage tag me and we will share you on that email but that's everything and i'll see you guys next time take it easy